Up next, a message from Victory Life Church of Milton. Instead of taking time to really get in the Word and studying the Scriptures about healing and whatnot, they just want to send somebody $20, we'll send them a little green card to put in their wallet. Uh, or some sand from the Dead Sea. Like there's going to be something magical in that. But there's something about it's the Word that sets you free. It's the Word that makes faith grow. Hallelujah. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If I'm not listening and I'm not exposing myself to the Word, then I'm not growing. And I'll never understand faith. There's people who've read a few books on faith and whatnot and they get all excited and think they have faith. You know what they're doing? They're walking in religious stubbornness. Bless God, I'm going to hang on to this and believe it. But if you don't have that Word, the Spirit of God steering up in you, all you're getting is the dead letter. The letter killeth and the Spirit bringeth life. Amen. You know, uh, because when you get into the letter uh, and you get into that religious stubbornness, uh, there's no life in it. Because there's no real fellowship with God in it. But anyhow, praise the Lord. I'm a, don't want to meddle. But uh, Claudia and I have been doing a lot of, a lot of praying. I've been doing a lot of uh, soul searching. And I want to encourage you. I, I appreciate you folks hanging in here. I know if, if uh, we went someplace where they had a bubble machine and people all the way across here dancing and yelling and jumping and shouting, uh, it would be more exciting. We don't have that. But we do love the Lord, and we do want to uh, do want to grow. Hallelujah! My desire is to see people grow in Christ. My desire. I remember 1977. The Lord spoke to us when we uh, started this work, and I'm at, and the only people here that goes that far back with me is Lynn and Ricky and Linda. But we're in the whole homemaker club, uh, homemakers clubhouse out at Pea Ridge. The Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to preach the uncompromising word of faith, for the time will come when my people will need it. Well, I've been a little neglectful in that as far as really preaching it. But this is the time. This is the time when people are going to need it. People are all excited about it getting free health care. Let me tell you, there's no such animal. Amen. There's government taking more control of your life, taking more of your tax money. Well, amen. And I don't want to sound anti-government, but every time they've ever taken control of something, this went down the tube. <laughs> and look at your, uh, uh, look at your social security. I'm drawing mine, but a lot of you people may not. Ha there may not be any for you. You know. You know what I'm saying? Now, we can turn things around, especially uh, for the church. But the time is coming. Because you take uh, England, you take Canada, you take France, some of these places that have socialized health care. You know, sometimes you have to stand in line forever to see a doctor. Amen. And, uh, if, you know, if you can reach out and touch God. See, I want to put more stake in in the, the rock 
uh, then the uh, what's the other one? The, uh, the the solid rock, other than the, the potential rock, or whatever it is. And I want to put more stock in the old rugged cross than blue cross. Amen. Well, amen. And we're we're so clamoring to get something for nothing. And yet God said, if you seek me, I'll take care of anything you need. I'll give you an abundance. But boy, we're uh, I've got to have this. I've got to have this. I've got to have this. And are we selling our soul? Or is, is government becoming... And I'm not anti-government, as long as it stays in its place. <laughs> I believe we need government for military and a few things like that. But when government cannot take the place of God, amen, and yet we're putting so much stock and hope in it, and, uh, and we're losing more and more and more and more. Whenever you put... Man may have the best intentions in the world, but he can never compete with God in getting things done right. Amen. And if he takes God's glory, which God shares with nobody, he's in even more trouble. So praise the Lord. You all with me this morning? I'm uh, doing more speaking from my heart than anything else this morning, but uh, because these things do grieve me, because I don't, I don't think that people in general... Uh, I'm talking about Christians are really aware of what's going on or what they're called to do. Amen. We're to fight against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. We're to bring into captivity every thought and imagination uh, into the obedience of Christ. Amen. And yet, uh, I don't see this. Uh, for various reasons, I did a lot of praying last night. Uh, Claudia, too. I don't think we slept probably an hour or two a whole night. Little five-minute naps here and there. and Just so many things. So much spiritual warfare going on. And I'm just grieved. God, why don't people see it? Why don't people see it? I really want to encourage people. In fact, is I'm going to try my best to do it. And if you can, there's, there's something about getting out of our comfort zones to do something. We usually have prayer on Monday night. But I'm wanting to have prayer every night this week. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Every night at 7. If you can come for a half hour, 20 minutes, an hour, we're not going to get into a gab fest or anything like that. The church will be open. I want you to come in here, and kneel uh, uh, at the altar in one of these chairs, and just really go before the throne of grace on behalf of this community, uh, uh, the government, the lost, our congregation. Amen. I believe it's very, very important. We can say we'd like to see change, but what are we willing to put into it? Oh, God, move on them to do something. <laughs> I had a lady one time, this was several years ago, call me up and just called me everything but a human being and wanted to know she said that if you were a decent pastor my son wouldn't be on drugs and was really hostile about it and I thought you know I thought the Bible said parents raise up your children in the way they should go it didn't say it was the pastor's job I should encourage people to do that and I should try to set an example with my family amen and, but yet you see uh, you know, I, 
I tithe to that church. He's obligated to do something. Well, I am obligated to do something. I'm obligated to see that we're taught uh, in the things of God. Uh, I'm obligated to motivate people to go out and reproduce. You know, there's something wrong with a shepherd that would reproduce sheep. Sheep reproduce sheep. And not that I'm not a sheep too, but you know what I'm saying? We need to look for that opportunity. I don't mean drive ourselves in some kind of religious frenzy to get something done. But there's an opportunity every day that we can share Jesus with somebody. And there's something that we can do. We can walk in such a way that people know there is something different about us. Amen. I um, don't know how much longer I'm going to be working my little part-time job, but I'm seeing results there. Uh, two of the toughest nuts to crack uh, have really changed. One guy that really got on my case all the time, I think I might have mentioned this the other night, he retired from General Motors uh, in the early 80s, one of our younger people, and uh, really anti-Christian. And we were sitting having lunch the other day in a McDonald's, and someone asked him how his wife was doing. I didn't know his wife had any problems. Well, she had some malignant tumors. And he was talking about it and didn't know what was going to happen. Without thinking, I reached over and I took his hand. I said, Pete, is it all right if I pray for your wife? And he said, yeah, sure. Now, this is a guy that would tell you in a minute he was an atheist, didn't want to hear none of that religious stuff. When we started praying, tears came into his eyes. And that man's attitude has changed ever since. We, we need to look for those opportunities. You know, something about it, you know, I, I think that works a lot better than pounding somebody on the chest. Look, you filthy sinner. We don't, we don't cover up sin. We don't encourage sin. But we are to love the sinner. And that doesn't mean compromise by any means. But anyhow, praise the Lord. I'm going to, I don't know, I might get into my message. Hope to. I spent all week on it. But let's just look at, at uh, I want to look at the fourth chapter of Philippians. This is something I shared a little bit last week up in Samson when Ricky and I was up there. But uh, let me start with the fourth verse. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Rejoice. You know, uh, if I'm rejoicing, I'm not walking around like I've just been whipped with a whip. I'm not walking around like the whole world has come to the end. <coughs> the fact is, if you're going through something, people know it. You don't have to continually tell them. They know it. But when they see there's something about you that you're not beat down, you're not throwing in the towel, and believe me, I've been tempted to do it several times. If I'd say I'd never been discouraged or never, never wanted to give up, I'd be lying to you. But I have found this out. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And the minute I, I begin to rejoice, uh, and I quit rejoicing in things, then I'm going to be overpowered by how bad things look and how bad they are, and I'm going to allow them to multiply. See, how do I bring things into captivity? By refusing to let them have a dominant role in my life. I'm not going to submit to hopelessness. Amen. And I know I, uh, 
Uh, I, I, I know this, that there's people here, uh, Rick, uh, Ricky, uh, that are going through tre tremendous financial things because of their job situation. And others. And I, I'm here to encourage you that, bless God, God makes a way where there is no way. And I know that's easier said than done. But believe me, we've been there and God's brought us through. I remember when we'd be full of joy pulling weeds in the soybean fields for a dollar an hour. Claudia and I were out there had uh, had five little kids and we were supporting them on two dollars an hour and making sure I didn't step on rattlesnakes or water moccasins while I was doing it. And uh, But, you know, <laughs> and I look back at those and the Bible says, even this shall pass. Even, even this is going to pass. Hallelujah. Uh, we may be in something for a, a moment, but the more I rejoice in it, the more I thank God that it, it's, it's not a permanent thing and I'm not going to give the enemy credit for attacking me or stealing from me, then I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord. And that's what I'm going to believe in. That's what I'm going to trust in. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Now you can say it this way. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I have no want. See, He even makes me be blessed. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. Hallelujah. Sometimes He has to wrestle with me because I always think something's looking better somewhere else. I don't understand what God's doing, but all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord and are the called according to His purpose. For it's God that worketh in you to do of His will and His good pleasure to do all things do all things without murmuring and complaining that you may be the man of God thoroughly furnished, lacking nothing. Amen. So whatever I'm going through, <coughs> I can admit I'm going through it, but I'm going to do it without murmuring or complaining. I'm going to know that even this shall pass. That God is bigger than this. Amen. And I'm sure not going to glorify the devil because uh, there's, there's no way out. Let me look at this next verse. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Let your discipline be known unto all men. Let people see your discipline. Let them see there's something stable about your walk and your relationship. Don't tell people how wonderful Jesus is if they're going to have to pick you up a day later because you're flat on your back crying there is no hope. Well, amen. Well, praise the Lord. And so... Let your moderation be known to all men. Be steadfast. Let them know you believe that God is at hand, that God is within your reach. Praise the Lord. And then be careful for nothing. You've heard me get on this one several times. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Amen. Be careful for nothing. Don't let care load you down. You can say it this way. It's the same thing. Instead of saying be careful, say uh, be full of care. Same thing. If you're careful, you're full of care. If you're carrying a little a load. Now, uh, it says we're to cast all our care upon Him for He careth for us. My God cares for me. No matter what I'm going through, He's more concerned about it than I am. And He's wanting to bless me. He's wanting me to bring, uh, bring me through it. But he wants me to appreciate him and believe and exercise faith that God is bigger than the situation. 
because we read this a little further. But I, uh, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer. Have a have an active prayer life. And we know the secrets of prayer. I hope we do. When you pray, believe you receive and you shall have. Don't get down praying hoping. Get down and hang on to the thing you're praying for. If two of you shall agree on touching any one thing that they shall ask, the Bible said they're going to have it. What are you touching? The, the thing you're praying for. If I'm praying for this chair, then I've got to reach out and touch this prayer. If I have someone else agreeing with me, guess what? I'm going to get a chair. Now, one thing about it, I always want to caution people on this. I can believe for the promises of God, but I'm not to reach out with a greedy hand. My motive has to be right. You have not because you ask not. A lot of people know how to quote that. But they know the other. Or you have not because you want to consume it on your own lust. See, so there's a balance to that. What's my motive for wanting it? Sure, I want to be comfortable. And sure, the more I go after the things uh, for the kingdom of God, the more it's going to fall on me. I mean, that's just the way it is. But I'm not going after it to get. Although I know I'm going to. Hallelujah. We could, we could tell you story after story after story. We've been in this thing since... Well, I've been in the ministry since 1971. That makes me old. Amen. I'm not going to make no crack about Claudia's age. Uh, and he says, uh, with thanksgiving, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. Lord, I'm so thankful that I can come into your presence full of thanks. Hallelujah. I appreciate your mighty God. Hallelujah. None of this stuff, God, if you don't do it, I'm leaving. Can you, some people have the idea if they say something like that, God's going to begin to twist his hands. Oh, please don't do that. If you do that, the kingdom will collapse. No. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known. Lord, I'm bringing these requests onto you because you said I can come boldly onto the throne of grace in time of need that I may obtain mercy. So I'm here to receive that mercy and I have a thankful heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was reading about a person that got healed a while back, and the only thing they were doing was just saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. With a loving heart, they kept saying that over and over again. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And guess what? The anointed presence of God filled that room, and that sickness had to leave. Well, praise God. Anyhow, let me go on to the next verse. And the, you know, and the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So you have to rejoice. You have to make sure you're not going to let care wear you down. You're going to have an active prayer life. And you're going to have a thankful attitude when you bring your request to God. <coughs> and when you do these things, Guess what? You're going to know that peace that passes all understanding. For the peace of God, which passes all understanding, so keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And how do you guard that? How do you keep that? By fulfilling these next few verses. Finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, 
if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. If you're going to think, you're going to have a thought life, be careful what you think about. Amen. When, when you begin to appreciate and you're thinking about honest things and pure things, lovely things, what things are of a good report, if it doesn't edify and doesn't build up and doesn't encourage, then keep your mouth shut. Amen. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, the Bible says. What's a corrupt communication? Well, it's anything that steals somebody's joy. It's anything that comes against God's will and purpose. If you've said corrupt things, you need to repent. <laughs> God, forgive me for being negative. Amen. Forgive me for being fault-finding. Well, praise the Lord. And so, there's just something about a repented heart, I believe, that moves the heart of God. And that's one thing I want to really stress as we're going into this year. Let this be a year. Thanks for listening to this message from Victory Life Church. Go to VictoryLifeChurchOfMilton.com for more. And may God bless you.